Well, I tell you what, the World Cup in Russia has started that 5-0 win for the Russians over Saudi Arabia. But we're not going to talk about that. Let's, let's go back to eight years ago in our country. And, and it was, there was a very familiar sound that, uh, that all of us certainly can resonate with. Yourself up and dust yourself off and back in the saddle. You're on the front line, everyone's watching. You know it's serious, we're getting closer, this isn't over. The pressure's off, you feel it, but you got it all, believe it. When you fold it up, oh, oh, and if you fold it up, because this is Africa. Wherever I went, even post that World Cup, I remember going to Singapore and Malaysia and uh, Dubai at that time when you said you're from South Africa a few months after the World Cup. All they would say is South Africa, waka waka. That's exactly what it was. So the, that, that voice and the sounds of Shakira certainly resonated all throughout the world at that time. But let's talk about the World Cup. So, so let me give you my, my quick thoughts on this one year. Um, I was obviously someone at that stage very much involved in, in sports broadcasting. Not only did I reports on the World Cup for SFM Radio. I had the privilege of doing something for Radio Ari in Jamaica. I had the privilege of doing uh, regular crossings for CNN International in South Africa, of course, uh, and then Al Jazeera International, uh, CBC Canada. So I was very, very busy. I went to games as well. Uh, I, I think I physically saw 11 matches, uh, including the opening game of the World Cup, including the finals, including both semi-finals. And not all of it was work. It was just me as a spectator because I wanted it because I just loved the game of soccer. So for me as a football fan, 
The World Cup was exactly what I wanted. But the question really is, was it all worth it? If you, if you look at five or ten different measurements, uh, matrices upon which to measure, what's the World Cup investment and the impact? Besides what it impacted on me and my own members, was it all worth it? I'm just wondering whether you may get another answer on this one. And that's what we're going to be talking about today for the better part of the next, uh, well, till about a quarter to ten. So 891 I welcome your opinion on the World Cup 2010. Was it really worth it? You can SMS 40938. If you are doing a voice note, um, you can do that on the SFM WhatsApp number 614 104 uh, I'd love your name as well and where you're from, just so that I can get a picture of, of who you are. But otherwise, to call in 089-104-207. Two guests uh, to talk us through all of this. Richard Kondo, uh, who was the Chief Communications Officer at the 2010 World Cup, of course. And one of the things I did was engage with Rich very, very much in that period. Rich, good chatting to you once again. Indeed, uh, I, I thought you'd forgotten that uh, you used to bother me when we <laughs> were crossing to all of how, how could I? How can I ever forget? Our, our, our destinies crossed at that time. Absolutely. Good to connect with you once again, Rich. Solly Mawang is a brand reputation management advisor, CEO of Strategic uh, Corporate Communications Consultancy, uh, Don Value Reputation man- uh, Managers. And, and Solly, of course, just tell me about that, that, that event you hosted a month or two ago about the nation brand. It's called the nation brand, right? Solly, do I have you there? I think we've just lost Solly for a second. We'll get connected with him again. Rich, okay, you were you you different from Solly. You were you were you were part of the inner circle of the 2010 World Cup. So, do you think it was worth it? Things, Ashraf. I was in the thick of things. I remember very well that uh, the the ninth of June 2010, the night before, uh, we didn't actually sleep because we were planning and making sure that everything is on course to happen. And as you know, South Africa was um, under the scrutiny uh, of the whole world. We wanted to make sure nothing bad happens, everything good happens. Uh, because if we had started on a sour note, uh, the, the those people who didn't like the continent would have said, you see, we told you. We told you these Africans can't uh, host any international uh, spectacle like the World Cup. We we, we had a good time. Uh, we had our own night vigil the night before, and uh, we had a good time. Okay, but besides the good time, and I'm, I'm talking about it in, in solid, you know, when the pitch was made uh, abroad to win, I think in Zurich to, to host the World Cup, it wasn't just done yeah. on, on whether we can enjoy Bafana Bafana playing. And as we know, they were very short-lived yeah. in the tournament. There was, there was a business case put forward, okay? So did we succeed on the of business course. case of, of hosting the World Cup? Of course. Of course, there were many of them. But, but you see, I mean, I can, I can list some of the business cases. Infrastructure development, um, job creation, and of course, nation branding or national branding, not only for South Africa, but for the entire continent, and many other actually uh, business cases. But you see, the problem with us, um, uh, like any other person, we want shortcuts. You know, um, uh, Ashraf, there's no... Uh, eventual outcome that comes uh, at short at such a short span of time, but at the moment, unfortunately, you can't tangibly 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 touch 
the results of the World Cup, of the World Cup to say it was worth it. But if you look around, you will see that indeed it was worth it. Okay. Where in the continent of Africa, let alone somewhere in Europe, do you get the kind of infrastructure such as our roads, our hotels, um, and uh, the kind of uh, international airlines that now fly to South Africa that we did before 2010? Nowhere. It's all of this because South Africa got some recognition because we hosted the World Cup and many other, of course, uh, branding opportunities, as Soli will tell you. I, 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 I just think that sometimes we, we we beat ourselves too much thinking that, oh, it was not worth it because the unemployment rate uh, has gone up, or it's not worth it because the rent is down um, once again and so on. No, no, no. Look at where we were before the World Cup as a nation and count five, six, Ten things that are world class. There's so many of them. Okay, so how how did the World Cup change the nation that the nation would not have changed if it were not for the World Cup, Richard? You mentioned the word evolution mm-hmm. at the beginning. Uh, South Africa has evolved since 1994. Uh, South Africa has evolved since 2010. Um, for example, the Oliver Tambo International Airport was not the same as it was before the World Cup. Cape Town International Airport was not the same as it was before the World Cup. The kind of uh, uh, football fit which we have at the moment, which of course, uh, because of the poor uh, performance of uh, some of our teams of or some of the uh, of the national team is now would be well attended if actually um, uh, the nation was doing well when it comes to soccer and other spectacles. But on Saturday, I was at uh, the now called Emirates Park, which used to be called Ellis Park during the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It was full, but unfortunately, you can't fill. Uh, soccer city at the moment. But I can tell you right now, if they had taken the Springboks to play England at soccer city, it would be full. So there are so many things that we ourselves are failing as a nation to advance, to make sure that we enjoy them uh, and expect other people to, to do it on our behalf. So it's not the fault of the World Cup that soccer city is not to capacity. It is the it is it's the fault of the non performance of our national soccer team. It is the infighting that is going on in the South African Football Association. As to Esoli would we, we tell you, once uh, people or the newspapers or the media or everyone start to talk badly about uh, issues affecting certain organizations, people Turn off. Why do you think that when Barcelona was playing uh, Mami Luri Sundowns, the stadium was full? But when Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates were hosting some of the teams at Soga City, the stadiums were empty. It's exactly because of the branding exercise 
that we as a nation lack sometimes. But, we but, tend to criticize ourselves too much. All right, I'm going to bring in Solly in just a second, but before I get there, besides the, the soccer team, I mean, so, so here's my thoughts. I mean, the soccer team crashed out of the World Cup, I'm talking 2010, yeah. and hasn't qualified yeah. since then, and, and battling even at AFCON level, and we know that, right? I'm talking about Bafana, Bafana yeah. in particular, right? Uh, that's one. Yeah. The issues of jobs, uh, it hasn't created more jobs or, 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 or significant numbers. The issues of, of yeah. uh, GDP, I mean, we, we, we've dropped even now, right? So it hasn't been fail-safe. That, that would have been a catalyst of the World Cup. Uh, it, it hasn't narrowed that gap between rich and poor, right? It has certainly given us yeah. great memories. It hasn't got more people to watch soccer at home, besides when Barcelona or the, the Man United of the world come and play, which is very, very different indeed. Uh, and it certainly hasn't got more young boys and girls to, to play the game of soccer at grassroots in big numbers uh, in a way some other countries have been able to do. And I can go on. Doesn't that, that suggest... That as, as an event for a month, it was absolutely super, and I think we agree with that, right? But beyond that, in terms of the lasting impact of the World Cup, it hasn't quite measured up to the, to the lofty expectations and pronouncements made, uh, not just in Zurich, but by South African, uh, you know, SAFA heads to South Africans even before we accepted the World Cup bid. You could argue that, indeed, the expectations had waned um, eight years after the event was hosted. But you should not forget that hosting an event in itself will not cure the social, political, and economic ills of a nation. That there are many factors that actually come into play. One of them is the economic conditions of the whole world. Um, the, The economic recession in 2010 was not the same as it was now. Um, Things are a little bit difficult for the whole world, not only for South Africa. But when it comes to things such as tourism, such as infrastructure, um, we are first class. I can just give you an example. Uh, At the moment, British Airways flies three flights from Cape Town, two flights from Johannesburg. Not long ago, Emirates uh, was flying only three flights. Now they're flying four, one from Durban, two from Cape Town, two from here. They're also flying five. five. Lufthansa flies from Cape Town, flies from Johannesburg, and soon even Turkish Airways flies from Durban. And um, these, British Airways, for example, flies an A380, A380. Uh, Airbus A380. That one aircraft takes about 500. Are you saying that would not have happened if it was not for the World Cup? No, no, no. You you link it to the destination. It's an evolution of many things. Um, Of course, with uh, the the, the fact that when you uh, are talking to people, you are talking about how nice and acceptable and welcoming South Africa is, means that British Airways can fill two A380s from Oliver Tambo International. That's 1,000 people a day. Okay. Get a point. Pa- pause on that one. All over the continent. All right. I'm, I'm saying g- to you, uh, Ashraf, right now, you cannot link the social, economic, and political use of a country by one event. 
Okay, but, but you see, the converse is you can't suggest one event will solve the economic woes of a country. And that's really, that, that's the basis of what we're talking about. Not so much whether the Soccer World Cup was fun to watch as a soccer fan. Goodness, I love the game of football and I will watch again. But we're looking at it broader uh, in terms of the overall impact it's made positive positive or negative. Now, you've heard the voice of uh, Richem Kondo, who's played a strategic role at the World Cup. He was the Chief Communications Officer of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. I'll bring in Solly Moang in a moment. Your thoughts are welcome as well. 891 You can call in right away. And you can also WhatsApp us on the SFM WhatsApp number, which is 0614-104-107. Give me your thoughts. The 2010 World Cup, all things considered, was it really worth it? Did you know that the Constitution of South Africa protects the rights of women and young girls against abuse and discrimination? Make use of the Constitution and be the youth you want to be as we commemorate Youth Month. Report gender abuse and discrimination by calling the Gender Commission on 0800-007-709 or learn more about gender rights by visiting www.cge.org.za. This initiative is supported by SABC Foundation. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. So, uh, Solly Moang is also with us. He's a brand reputation management advisor, CEO of Strategic Corporate Communications at uh, the consultancy Don Value Reputation Managers. Also put together the, the Nation brand event uh, a couple of weeks ago. Very successful. The one in Maine, Cape Town, of course. Uh, Solly, Solly, good chatting to you. Hi. Yeah, hello, 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 Ashraf, and hi, Rich. I love to talk to you and to your listeners. Thank you, Solly. Now, now you've you've heard some of my my questions or my thoughts to to Rich. All things mm-hmm. considered, what was the twenty ten World Cup worth it? Yeah, I think so. Look, there are many prisms or several prisms from which one can uh, look at the the twenty ten World Cup. Uh, there are some really good ones, and there are also some really bad ones. But if one could consider it as a say as a marketing campaign for country for country brand. One would have to say, let's look at, let's go back to the list of of aims that we had in hosting the World Cup, and let's let's list them, and let's go back to uh, and ask ourselves whether or not, one by one, have we achieved all of them? We know that we haven't achieved all of them, but the, what we have achieved was to position South Africa, and obviously, I I totally agree with the the whole infrastructure, new infrastructure that was introduced in several parts of the country, and I don't want to go into the tenders and who benefited and all the you know tickets mm-hmm. that were paid, you know. That's a different prism. The prism I would, I would like to look at is many, many people came from across the world to South Africa for the first time and experienced this country, and many of them have returned. You know, we are having, you know, grown up professionally in tourism. I know that a lot of people come just need to, to come to South Africa once, and they will return because this is an amazing country. Um, um, and but it also worked for South Africa. It brought South Africans together. You could go back to the to the uh, World Cup that that happened in 1995. Um, there, are, there have been a number of events throughout the history of uh, the post-apartheid apartheid of South Africa. Or you could talk about individuals, Casa Semenya, you could talk about Oscar Pistorius, unfortunately, he finished the way he did, and others that bring South Africans together, that show us that we can work as one nation and be excited and dance together in the streets and celebrate together and almost momentarily forget that we we, we, we sometimes fight over, sometimes things that we shouldn't be fighting over. It's a pity that these things are too far in between. So the, the World Cup was, was worth it. I'm, I'm, if, if they were to say, let's do it again, 
uh, again, depending on what prisms I look at it from, from a, from a country branding perspective, I would say definitely let's do it again, but let's make sure there's no corruption. Let's make sure that we sustain, we will very clear about what can be achieved from these things. And not, okay, but, but how, how has it changed South Africa? Because what I'm getting at, I mean, look, by and large, the people who, who of course, watch the games on TV were, were big in numbers around the country. People went out. Mm-hmm. But in terms of physical stadiums, they, they, they were primarily the middle class and, and amongst the poorer communities of South Africa, it was the, the upper echelons of the poorer people. Okay? People who had no jobs clearly had no interest in getting to a World Cup. They were looking for their bread, right? And mm. what I'm wondering, therefore, is all things considered, if the World Cup was a great galvanizer on a number of fronts, right, including mm. work uh, and construction, and the fact that there was collusion around, uh, uh, around construction is a problem, Solly, uh, meaning mm. that it meant that, that South Africans were deprived of of earning the type of, of incomes and benefits that it should have had, right? When you measure well, against all those scales, do you think all of them match up? Not, not everything was negative. Look, I think that, as I say, people who were, who were employed in construction work, people who were employed in catering, people sold all sorts of things out of out, outside stadia across the country, the transport system, the Texas system, and there were, there were people, a lot of people from all sectors, I think, benefited, maybe some a lot more than others. Um, um, but but again, it was a campaign that was going to last for one one month, not forever. Uh, like tourism, sometimes is is seasonal. You know, in in the in the high season, people make a lot of money, and then it goes down again. But it doesn't mean that because it's gone down, you don't want to do it again the next season. You want to keep doing it. Maybe you have to try and find other things that sustain you your living uh, when when the, when that event is not happening. But I I think that it was worth it. I think that um, um, we should just um, make sure that we really play about what we, what we want to, to achieve from it. But people come to South Africa, they need to, we need to give people an excuse to come to this country, experience this country, have a good time, meet South Africans. South Africans are known to be friendly, very friendly to foreigners. And, and, and they return to South Africa, they spend money, they encourage other people, friends and family to come back and visit this amazing country of us. And, they, and in doing that, this, because this, the, our hospitality industry benefits from it, the hotels, restaurants, game drives. Well, well, see, here's the point. There, there's sectors. some questions. Uh, Loza Zito saying the 2010 World Cup was worth it in the sense that we had state-of-the-art infrastructure stadiums, never mind the Kaiser Chiefs fans damaged Moses Mabida. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. sport alone will not solve all our problems but it definitely did its part. And there's more. Chulani saying, please ask your guest who benefited from all these things. He's talking about British Airways, oh. hotels, beautiful stadiums, and so on. South Africans got nothing mm. but a month of lovely I football think. and nice vibes. Rich, uh, you want you want to jump in there, Rich? Go ahead. Mm. I want to I jump in then and sort of just support what uh, Sully was saying. Mm. I, I can give you one or two examples. One of them is the fact that um, if you go to the Sunton, as a center alone. I remember uh, during the World Cup in 2010, uh, this country, or let me say Johannesburg, opened about five hotels. Let's say five. Let's agree it was five. That's in Sunton alone. Do you know that those hotels, like the Radisson, those two Radissons and, and, and others, employ people who, before the World Cup, didn't have any jobs? Do you know how many people, those people who are now employed at those hotels, which came simply because of uh, the, the encouragement by the World Cup, how many people they are feeding? Many. Do you know that the simple renovation of uh, Oliver Tom International Airport, Airport created more shops 
at ORT. And you know how many people are employed there. I mean, I don't want to link every one of them to the World Cup, but I'm saying to you right now, there is a legacy which was left by the event, and people benefited, and they're still benefiting even today. Okay. So it's it's correct. There's no one major sporting event that can cure. And I said that even before. The social ills of a nation. There are many factors that exacerbate the kind of problems which we have. And some of them are caused by us. Some uh, Some of them are caused by outside forces, which we can't control. And you know some of them. Wasn't the plan to foolproof all of that as well? That means, you know, the and I remember uh, Ivan Korzai at one stage, Danny Jordan at that stage from yeah. the 2010 World Cup, uh, but making the point about how this will change the country dramatically. Now, now that's my concern, Rich, that you, you mentioned parts of tourism, there's issues about airports, but, but overall, yeah. if we look at five of the most serious, most serious problems in our country, the 2010 World Cup yeah. has not been able to solve any of those problems. Yeah, but 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 we can't we can't actually uh, point that alone to the 2010 World Cup. Mm-hmm. Point it to many other factors. Uh, there are so many factors that actually contribute towards uh, some of the problems, some of the, uh, the the problems not being solved easily and quicker. But I can tell you right now, there are many people who can call you and tell you that they benefited. By the way, any event has got short-term and long-term gains. There were many short-term gains as Soli has expanded. People who were selling uh, uh, fed cooks outside the stadium. Uh, People who were selling farafanila, like regalia, uh, bafana, bafana, even vuvuzelas. You saw the vuvuzelas in Russia today. (laughs) They came from South Africa. So, I mean, there are so many of those things that we can point out. Okay. But I think it's a mistake for us as a nation to say the World Cup did nothing for the, na- the nation. Okay. The World Cup did a lot. I think you're right. You can't say it did nothing. But the question is, did it do enough? And, and it's linked to the investment. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to call Simon. I want to get your opinion in just a second. Mm-hmm. Solly, just stay with this part. You see, yeah. what I'm interested in is... There were obviously benefits, but you have to measure the benefits versus the investment. If I invest a yeah. thousand rands, I expect a thousand rand worth of, it, of benefit. If I invest a yeah. million rands and I get a thousand rand investment back, then it doesn't yeah. measure up. Isn't there the case to be made that all those things about the jobs and the and the fat cook and the vuvuzelas, if we simply gave people money to start up their own business, they would have done that, keeping in mind how much South Africa as a country had to invest. C- can you comment on that? Look, uh, like I said earlier, you know, is this this way, and it wasn't a peer campaign in, in some ways, a very highly expensive peer campaign. It would be interesting to go back to the list of things that were promised to us by Denny Jordan and all the other people who worked with him. Let's, let's list them. One, two, three, four, five, up to ten, or six, fifteen, or whatever, and then take them one by one. Which one of, the, of it was realistic? Which one has been achieved? Which one has not been achieved? And obviously there would be an additional list of things that came out of the World Cup that are positive that were not listed in the original plans or promises. So these guys were out to sell this thing. They were out to sell it to the world. They were out to sell it to us. They managed to convince us that we should go for it. We went for it. There were some short-term benefits. There were some long-term benefits. I like the, the, the example that Rich is giving about hotels. These hotels have sprung up not only in Jobbik, in Cape Town, in other cities that are still functioning today. I've never heard of a hotel 
that was built ahead of the World Cup that is no longer functioning, that is closed. Now, they, they, they found others. So the I, th- I think you're right. I think, I, I think the bigger ways. problem are, are stadiums, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let's get to callers and, and voice notes as well. 0614-104-107. Uh, 0614-104-107. That's the WhatsApp number for voice note messages, short, sharp ones. You can call in right away. Was the World Cup worth it? But to call in, Simon from Tokosa. Go ahead. Hi. Hi, Ashraf. Good talking to you, Simon. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Ashraf, it depends what you're looking at. I'll just give you just an example from an infrastructure point of view. You know, the experience that I had now recently, I attended a Kaiser Chiefs and Paris game. You know, I just decided to take a bus, a via bus from the CBD in Jobek to to FNB. You know what? It was just a beautiful experience. You know, I got there in a bus, and then you, you get off, you go through a tunnel, they check your ticket, from there you go through a tunnel, you are in the stadium, no assholes, no those things of pre-2010 whereby you get off a rickety taxi, you jump over the freeway, you got knocked by a car. And the other thing is, what I would say, it's, it's not that the World Cup was going to, you know, like correct everything as Richard said, that is going to, you know, heal all the ills of any country. In the economy, it was just a stimulus and then whatever industry, and then it will take a momentum of its own. But the World Cup investment acted as a stimulus for different sectors. And then they'll take a momentum of their own. Okay, that's, that's an interesting that, one. That, yeah. that the economy got to be, you know, we operate in a global economic system. Yeah, and, you know, those things I cannot be just be healed by the hosting of the World Cup. You okay, know? Well, well, there you are. I mean, that, that's one definite change. And, of course, the issues of the cow train may come up. And it wasn't just for the World Cup. It got launched around the time of the World Cup. Uh, let's get more thoughts via the... Uh, voice notes per the SFM radio WhatsApp number. Good evening, Ashraf. It's Tabiso from the Eastern Cape. Well, my brother talking about FIFA World Cup 2010 hosted by South Africa. Well, it was a very great and a beautiful event. I've never seen such a World Cup. You see, you could have seen the vibe, the peace and the happiness. And I'm just glad that we have proven wrong. Uh, these European countries, in particular France and England, because those two countries were doubting us that, no, we can't host the World Cup. We are incapable of hosting such an event. But what we did, we have proven them wrong. We hosted the World Cup successfully. Thank you. At SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. So it's called The Viewpoint, so you can deliver your viewpoint by calling in 0891-104-207 or that SFM Radio WhatsApp number 0614-104-107. But on Twitter, Owen Chippen, and do use hashtag SFM Viewpoint. Easier to pick up your points then. Uh, saying World Cup 2010 didn't benefit South Africa economically, as promised by politicians then. The government spent billions in renovating stadiums, but the output was a disappointment. No jobs. Prices went up. We were downgraded almost uh, twice since of course, since then, saying that, right? Um, and then Cecil Rabona saying, the success of the World Cup was always going to be without what we are going to do with a legacy of investment. Sadly, infrastructure is not utilized to maximum and envisioned soccer development legacy never took off. I agree. What has happened to that soccer legacy? Bonga uh, Mbokazi from saying, I'm from Ulundi. The World Cup was worth it and worthless. The World Cup was worth it and worthless. It was a curse. Why? We no longer have Bafana Bafana. They never win or qualify for anything. Let's get another call. Lux, hi. Hi, Ashraf. Yes, Lux, hi. Hi, Ashraf. I mean, I, 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 I've been listening a bit to your program. Mm. I, I had the honor of 
of working at about uh, three of the last uh, World Cups. Of course, you mean that, that's the Lux, right? I should say. That's not just any Lux, right? Go ahead, Lux. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, look, I, I, I often listen to South Africans when they talk about this thing. Um, I think for me, the, the, the legacy of the World Cup to me became crystallized when I went at the Brazil World Cup uh, about four years ago. Uh, because uh, we must ask ourselves, as South Africans, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves when we are looking at things. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our perspective mm-hmm. is so tinted by so many things, because maybe sometimes we don't necessarily know what we want to achieve. The, the, the World Cup was about repositioning, not positioning, repositioning Africa, about repositioning South Africa. Then we can look at, I mean, of course, there are pockets. We can look at infrastructure, leaders, and all those other things. The, 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 the strength the ability of Africa to deliver a world-class event had never been tested before. Mm-hmm. And therefore, people looked at Africa with these eyes of these Africans can't do anything. With the World Cup, it was a first, actually, so we, we must look at it as a first. It's a first step towards a, a, a continent which for 400 years had been seen and looked up down upon by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It was the first positive step of people who are organizing, who are showcasing to the world that we too matter. We too can do this thing. But what it failed, I think, is to do, although the world noticed that Africa maybe can do this thing, what I think it failed to do was to convince Africans that we can do this job so that we can galvanize ourselves from a mental point of view to say, I mean, now uh, I was in Russia last year for the, working at the Confed Cup. Mm. Where, where are these Africans working at these uh, major events? Now, it's because we don't believe in ourselves as Africans. Mm. We mm. didn't use this opportunity for what it was meant to do. Because the French work with pride. They say, we organized 1908. We actually can organize mm. the Russia. So why, why is that not the case? I mean, it's an interesting point. Like, why, why are you not there? Why is Rich not there? Uh, myself and the media, why are we not there? Why are we no, here? I, 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 Why I can't, can't we? Say, I mean, I've been there for a very long time, but yeah. I, I'm not happy with the fact that I'm the only one there. Yeah. I, I want to see more South Africans there, but I think the problem is much deeper. As I say, you must understand, Ashraf, that the world still looks at Africans with a, a bit of a, a bit of FIFA or UN or whatever it is. They, 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 mm-hmm. they still think we don't necessarily know how to do this job. Okay. Uh, but we, we have to change our thinking because the World Cup in 2010... It achieved a great, it actually did something great. It showed the world the capacity of these people. But these people still don't believe in what they can do. All right, Lux, quick one. We've got about three minutes to go, so I'll put it to you as well as to Rich and to Solly, right? How, and I'll start with you, Lux, quickly. If if the World Cup showed our ability to manage an event, and I actually agree with that, crime was at its lowest ever in that World Cup, okay? And and not just crime, there's many other things too. What is it that will take us to to bottle the World Cup management skills to manage other projects in our country, like land, like university education, mm. like transport, mm. like, like, like ESCOM, etc. Lux, what do you think? But, but, but the problem we have right now, if you go to France, they still have the team that put together France 98 today, some of the brain skills. Some of the, uh, 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 so if you go to Germany, they still have some of the core team that put together German 206. Uh, in Brazil, some of the guys, I met them last year in Russia. But in South Africa, where are these people? 
Well, it's a good question. Okay, Lux, we'll leave it at that. Lux, yeah. uh, September, of course, uh, doing work well with FIFA before, of course, but also with the, with the PSL now. I, I'm going to maybe give both of you one minute each. Rich, perhaps answer that, that question as well. You know, so, so whatever we've done well with the World Cup, what is it? Yeah. What do we need to do to replicate that in other factors or sectors of, of South African society? It, it can be replicated uh, in many ways. Uh, we shouldn't actually maybe uh, put it to soccer alone, but to other events and other programs and projects that this country has. We are here as South Africans uh, to help and to advise. And um, it, let's go back quickly to that issue of, uh, of uh, giving a man, a man a fish and feed him for a day and mm-hmm. teaching a man how to fish you, give him for a lifetime. Uh, just a quick one. The issue of stadium is the, is, is, is the problematic one. The World Cup actually gave or taught uh, those provinces, uh, gave those provinces a fish, but they're not utilizing those stadiums. It's not the problems of Denis Jordan and ourselves. It's the problem of Northwest about that stadium. It's the problems of okay. Mpumalanga from Bombela and other All right. I'm, I'm going to leave so, it at yeah. that only because I don't have much time, but you raise an important point for the future, Rich. Solly, we'll give you 30 <laughs> seconds to give your comment about, yes, how do we bottle what we've learned? How do we do it? Sorry. How do we bottle up what we've? How do we bottle what we've uh, learned? Uh, uh, look, uh, um, I just want to say a point that you know we must be careful about saying this is was this was the World Cup for Africa. For Africa is a huge continent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're having a conversation here about how South Africa benefited, can you ask Nigerians or Moroccans who are very angry at us? Uh, we must stop this those South African nonsense that we're doing something here. We're doing it for the whole of Africa. We didn't do it for the whole of Africa. We did it for South Africa. It worked for South Africa, and and I think we should do it again. Like if we would, if it the opportunity to come up again, I think we'll do it again. We'd have to ask the more specific questions about what big gains could possibly come out okay. of it and make sure that we hold accountable those people who are charged with, with running the thing. And but I think, I think it was great for South Africa and we should do more events in South Africa because they do help us position this country and bring South Africans together. We need to create more and more opportunities for South Africans to do stuff together across racial lines because okay. we're able to do that. We've shown it many, many times. That's where you can leave it. Soli Yimawang from Don Valley Reputation Managers, but also uh, who has now run and managed the uh, uh, nation branding summit a few weeks ago. Rich Mkondo, a uh, major player during the uh, 2010 FIFA World Cup, now has his own media business as well. Uh, Rich, appreciate your time, both of you. In fact, feel free to tweet further comments on this issue, whether it really was worth it. Hashtag SFM Viewpoint. I'll certainly share it as well.